Hi, this is Steve Springer, and you are listening to Worshiping God God's Way, the podcast. I just want to say thank you again to all the people that have listened to this podcast. And I was uh, honestly a little shocked when I saw how many people were actually tuning in and listening every day. And when that happened, I thought, well, maybe I need to continue this podcast for a while and get through the rest of this book. Because the book that I wrote back a year ago, um, we only went through 20 episodes and they were very short, but it was those episodes were just the first third of the book, which is a word study, a, a reference. We go back and look where the history of worship comes from, the idea behind worship and what God had to say about it and kind of gave us a reference so when we think about worship today, we have something to compare ourselves to. That was the idea of the first part of this book. But now that there's an actual audience out there, which I'm glad there is, I wasn't expecting a whole lot, but I realize now that I need to go through the rest of the book. There's two thirds of it that's left, but the two thirds of this book is based on worship stories. And it really is the idea behind this is that we're taking scriptures out of each book of the Bible and we're looking at the people and what they did and how they worshiped God. So instead of just talking about, you know, the idea of theology and epistemology and somatic ranges and what the words mean, where they come from, now I want you to see people who actually do it, who are actually doing it in the Bible. And they're is really an important piece to this because so much of what we do comes from just seeing someone else do it. We don't always have to know all of the stuff behind what we're doing. It helps and it's great for when you have to share it with someone and teach someone. But a lot of times people are just experiencing God's presence and they bow and they worship Him. So that's what we're going to do in these next number of episodes. I'm not sure how long it'll be, but the very first one we're going to do this morning is based on Genesis 17. Genesis 17 starts off with Abraham. Abraham has many sons, you know, remember singing that song? Uh, well, Abraham also had, he had mother, a father, he had brothers, sisters, he had aunts and uncles and cousins and grandfathers and grandfathers and grandfathers. And all those behind Abraham, they came from that culture of Canaanite that reaches far back into the Ugritic culture and some of the other cultures throughout the Mediterranean. And their idea of bowing down and worshiping God was already built in that they did that. They bowed before their deities, they bowed before gods who were not God, but that is the history of Abraham. So he is part of this culture, and then you find that God comes to Abraham and he sets him apart. He said, here's, here's God, I'm speaking to you. I'm, my name's Iliom, I'm going to talk to you. I'm gonna give you a new perspective on how you're to live your life as a person and the future that is in it. So it starts off with this, though I'm jumping to Genesis 17, verses 1 through 3, and it says, when Abraham was 99 years old, so he'd been around for a while, he had been experiencing God's presence, a lot of things have happened, the Lord appeared to him and he said to Abraham, I am God Almighty, live in my presence with integrity, I will give you my promise, and I will give you very, very many descendants 
And immediately Abraham threw himself to the ground. He bowed his face. He touched his face to the ground. The word shaha is found in that scripture. Later on in Genesis 17, 15 through 17, you realize and you hear the story here about God said to Abraham, don't call your wife by name of like Sarah anymore. Instead, I want it to be the princess. I want it to be Sarah. So you get this story and it continues. And there's some, you can read how he, Abraham responds to God. And he said, he bowed his face, touching the ground. He laughed and he thought to himself, can his son be born to a 100 year old man? Can Sarah, my princess, a 99-year-old woman have a child. This could be very easily mistaken because you would think, well, why is he bowing down and why is he doing that? It's just a word from the Lord, but it was an awesome word from the Lord. It was a word that God spoke directly to him. He heard it and he realized there's some humor in this. And when he was bowing down on the ground, Persukaneo in the New Testament, but Shaha in the old, he was bowing on his face before God and he was laughing. He goes, Lord, how could this be? God does have a sense of humor. And even though Abraham was old, he was alone. You know, at that time, Sarah had passed away. You know, Abraham thought back and he remembered those days. He remembered how God's love was unfailing and he was compassionate and all of the things he said came true. Every promise, and we've heard this many times from many pastors, many preachers, the promises of God. The promises of God in Abraham's life produced worship. Abraham had a history of worshiping other gods and other deities but when God came, Eliom, that would become Yeshua, would become Jesus, he realizes God is sharing with him some future. There's a future in all of his promises, and the promises are what caused him to bow down and worship on his face before his God. Now, he was used to doing that. But the goal was that God wanted him to understand, and the goal really was to fulfill everything, but he also wanted Abraham to remember and to be a worshiper in that process. It wasn't all about the the miracles. It wasn't all about the promises. He was going to experience all those, but he was also going to remain a worshiper. Even when he was 100 years old, he would bow his face down on the ground, and he wasn't going to relent from that action, from that relationship. That's who Abraham was. So my thought in is this, and this is, this is what I do at the end of each one of these stories. There's a little thought exercise that I put in here because I want people to think about the, the story that we had just talked about. You know, I want you to list, if you can, the promises that you have in Christ. And how many are there? I don't know. Some people have a lot. Some have very few. But, you know, they are most likely, they're just like the grains of sand on the beach, like God has said to Abraham. There's probably many, many different promises. You know, and if you don't have any promises, I'm suggesting that you need to go to God and look. You need to inquire. You need to look hard enough because you're going to see there's promises that God has given you that he's wanting you to hold on to. And he wants you to say, hey, I know they're there. I'm going to experience them. And sometimes they're in the future. Sometimes they're right now. But God wants you to come to him and say, God, thank you for those promises. 
How many of us have ever thought back and because of the promises of God that we bow ourselves down on the ground and worship him? Can you think how many times you've actually bowed down before God because of his word to you? I I can think of several things right now in my life when I think back and I recognize that those were the words of the Lord to me and they came true. At some time in my future, they all happened. That caused me to bow before him and put my face to the ground and worship him. But if you have 20 incredible promises, how many times have you worshiped God because of those promises? Have you bowed down to him 20 times? I I don't know. It's not relative. You don't have to bow every time you get one. But the idea is, did you bow? Have you bowed before him? Think about it. Because people today will tell you, you don't have to bow to worship God. But God would tell you, yes, you do. That's part of it. That's part of Abraham's story. You see, he was nearly 100 years old when he bowed inside of his home, inside of his tent. He worshiped God. You know, we need to... Remember this one thing, that we are going to get old too, that we are going to get to a place in our lives and we're going to be at home and we might be 100 years old, but I'm not going to forget. I'm going to worship God before I get too old and I can't get up once I get down. It'd be better to worship him now than to have to have someone pick you up off the ground like David had someone pick him up. Jacob had someone hold him. And so we find as we get older, we're going to realize some of the promises. And then we're going to go, oh God, I should have worshiped you. Well, God's saying today, he wants you and I to worship him today because of all of his compassion. He wants us to bow before him and say, I worship you because you have given many promises. 